So today's message is really all about better together. Better together. We can, we can have life, uh, when, uh, full life, when, when we do it together. And so this message today talks about how Jesus had a life group. Now, the life group you're probably thinking of first and foremost are his disciples, his apostles that he chose, his 12 men, and, uh, and even uh, more followers than that. But I would even say this. I think the, another life group, and I think even the more of a, of a personal life group to Jesus, was other friends that Jesus went and visited all the time. And they were brothers and sisters. It's Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. And they lived in the suburb of Jerusalem called Bethany. Little village outside on the east side of Jerusalem. And so Jesus' disciples, he was obviously very close to. You know, but, but that's kind of where he, he I mean, he did, his, he did his ministries almost... And he did that 24-7. It was almost his, his job, right, to, to kind of lead these guys. And when he wanted to kind of get away and do life with other people, um, he would often choose Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. And so what we're going to do is we're going to look at several passages of Scripture to see what that looked like. Now, I've never really preached a message solely on the experience of Jesus and these three people. And uh, so we're going to look at that today. And if you have your copy of God's Word or digital copy, um, we're going to start with Luke chapter 10. And we're going to be in Luke chapter 10. We're going to mosey on over to uh, John chapter 11. And, um, and then we're going to be in John chapter 12. And then Mark 11 is, and oh, end up in Luke. So there's several passages we're going to look at. But in, uh, in Luke chapter 10 uh, is what we're going to start with. And so we're going to look at the passages first. And from these passages, we're going to be able to see what was involved in a life group. What does a life group look like? And I know this. If Jesus showed us what a life group, if Jesus showed us... Um, that he needed a life group, then we also need a life group. Now, what I found in these passages of Scripture in this, um, these experiences, in these settings, is that there are eight sort of characteristics of a life group, okay? So if you want to say there's eight points in my message today, then yes, you're right. But I will, I will tell you this. My message is not that long. It's only, it's only two pages. Normally, it's like four or five. Okay, and uh, so y'all are like, hey, hallelujah, praise the Lord. And, uh, but I do want to let you know that there are eight characteristics that we find in these passages of Scripture. So let's turn to the first one, Luke chapter 10, verse 38 through 42. And it says this, as Jesus and his disciples were on their way, he came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to him. She had a sister called Mary, who sat at the Lord's feet, listening to what he said. But Martha was distracted by all the preparations that had, uh, had to be made. She came to him and asked, Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself? 
Tell her to help me. Kind of sounds right, my, around our house, right? It's not my turn to di- do the dishes, okay? Or someone needs to help me with the dishes. Martha, Martha, the Lord answered, you're worried and upset about many things. Notice he didn't say she, what she was doing was wrong. He just said, you're just worried about too many things. Uh, but few things are needed, or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better, and it will not be taken away from her. Now, what we find is that um, this scene here is before, like the week before Christ would lay down his life. So we, we have this scene where... Um, where Martha is, is in, inviting Jesus, and, and obviously Lazarus is there. It didn't, it didn't mention uh, that Lazarus was with her brother, but obviously um, in the other passages we'll see that. And so, and I preached this message before from this, uh, you know, this passage of Scripture, but I've never taken all of these scenes together. And so what we find is in this scene here, we have a characteristic of a life group. So obviously Mar- Martha was frustrated at Mary, and you may say, was frustration one of the, one of the uh, characteristics of life group? No, nope, it was not. But what we see is Martha and Mary and Jesus and th- their brother Lazarus and the disciples and others, they were breaking bread together. They were breaking bread together. They, were, they had a meal and so often when Jesus would go to their house in Bethany, in fact, we're going to read another passage where another time, Martha is preparing a meal. And so one of the characteristics of a life group is you break bread together. You eat together. And, and that's great, right? Now, sometimes eating together could mean a, a, could mean a meal. It could mean snacks or whatever. But when you do things together, and you, and you do life together, you break bread together. We see that in this passage. Another thing we see is we hear God's word together. In that passage, Mary was listening to what Jesus had to say. Hearing God's word together. Now, Martha was obviously a little distracted, but Mary and others around that they were listening to the words of Jesus. They were listening to the very words of God. When you are in a life group, you are hearing the words of God together. You're hearing things together. Now, it's good to have that personal quiet time with the Lord and read God's word. But when you open up God's word and you hear it together and you discuss it together, it, you just grow in, in um, ex, uh, exponential amounts of ways because you're hearing what other people have walked through in that passage or maybe their understanding or their application. And so when you hear the word of God together, you are doing life together. So they broke bread together. Now turn to John chapter 11. John chapter 11. We're looking at another scene here. We're going to start in verse 32 through 36. Now, to set this up, this is, um, this is after, uh, this is when Lazarus had died. Okay? So, again, Lazarus, the brother of Mary and Martha, and Lazarus and, and Jesus, I mean, they, they were close. They were like best buds. And so, uh, Jesus uh, heard that Lazarus was sick, and, in fact, the Lord 
told him, uh, his father told him to uh, stay where he was at a couple more days, and Lazarus actually died. And, um, and then we see Jesus go ahead and, and coming to uh, close to where Lazarus was, was buried and meeting up with Martha and eventually with Mary. So let's see how this unfolds with this life group. In other words, so, so just as a reminder, this is a life group, okay? I know there's lots of people, lots of crowds, disciples, okay? But let's focus on the life group of Jesus, Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. So we see this in verse 32 to 36. When Mary reached the place where Jesus was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. Wow. It's pretty honest. That's pretty honest. When Jesus saw her weeping and the Jews who had come along with her weeping, he was deeply moved in spirit and troubled. Where have you laid him? He asked. Come and see, Lord, they replied. Jesus wept. Then the Jews said, see how he loved him. Now skip down to verse, uh, verse 38. Jesus, once more deeply moved, came to the tomb. It was a cave with the stone laid across the entrance. Take away the stone, he said. But Lord, said Martha, the sister of the dead man, by this time there is a bad odor, odor, for he has been there four days. Then Jesus said, did I not tell you that if you believe, you will see the glory of God? So they took away the stone. Then Jesus looked up and said, Father, I thank you that you have heard me. I knew that you always hear me, but I said this for the benefit of the people standing here, that they may believe that you sent me. When he had said this, Jesus called in a loud voice, Lazarus, come out. The dead man came out, his hands and feet wrapped with strips of linen and a cloth around his face. Jesus said to them, take off the grave clothes and let him go. Now, Incredible scene, lots of stuff going on. In fact, we didn't read all of the, all of the, uh, the interactions. There's some interactions that, that uh, Jesus had with Martha, with, uh, where Martha has a very similar um, uh, approach, what Mary just said. And so what we find here, we find three sort of elements of, or characteristics of a life group in this passage, okay? Uh, we see, number one, uh, in a life group, you're honest together, you were honest together. Mary and Martha, even though we didn't read what Martha said, but Mary and Martha both had this saying of, all right, Jesus, if you would have just been here, he wouldn't have died. If you just would have been here, he would not have died. Now, I'm sure there's lots of other moments for, for Mary and Martha to talk to Jesus like that. They had to be close. They had to be close and I'm sure there were other times where, where they had to, um, they, they were be able to talk to Jesus and to be honest with Jesus. You know, we don't see this in Scripture, but, you know, maybe there were times in other relationships with Mary and Martha outside of their family where they came to Jesus and said, Jesus, I... I've got issues with this, or why does this person this, or whatever, or, or I've, why does this person think this way, or whatever. Obviously, we don't know, but the fact that they are humans living in the world that we live in, uh, they could have easily had those kinds of issues and have, been, and have brought that up to Jesus. But we do know in Scripture right here where they were so comfortable with Jesus that they were able to be honest with him. Jesus, if you would have just been here, then then he would not have died. 
You know, in a life group, we can be honest with one another. We can be honest with one another. We can just, we can be able to tell people, look, I need your prayers. Or, this is what I'm facing. And, and when, when you are honest with a life group, the walls begin to come down. Now, obviously, there's got to be some trust built. <laughs> Over time, that trust gets built in a life group. Why? Because you're doing life together. And so you can be honest with one another in a life group. Also, we see this in this passage that, that Mary was weeping. Other people were weeping. Martha was weeping. Even Jesus, the Son of God, wept. And so, in a life group, you cry together. You do. In a life group. Now, I'm not saying you're going to be a part of a life group and every week, you know, it's a cry session. No, that, or cry circle or whatever. That, that's not what I'm talking about. Because there may be some guys who are like, dude, I don't, I'm not going to cry in front of anybody. I get it. I understand. Okay? But when, when times get tough, when things happen in your life, when tragedy strikes, you cry together. You do. You have people that will cry with you. I mean, my wife and I have, 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 have wept with people who have faced tragedy in their life. And I, we, we know how Jesus felt. So having that life group is so important. You may say, well, Lake Point Church is my life group. Well, it, it might be a bigger life group. We might do life together. But, but really, a life group, you, you're, you're going to communicate a lot more. You're going to share a lot more. On a Sunday morning, the welcome or before church, that's not enough time to share life, to open God's word together, to be honest with one another, and, and, and ultimately to even share our emotions like crying together. So a life group, they break bread together. They hear God's word together. They, they're honest together. They cry together. And then in this pa- same passage we just read, they experience <clears throat> miracles together. They experience miracles together. Jesus, by the power of God, raised Lazarus from the dead. They got to see that. They got to experience that. And so a life group walks through miracles together. Now, you may not, you may not experience someone who, who is risen from the dead in your life group. Okay, I'm not saying it, it, it can't happen, obviously. But there are miracles that, that even people in our, in our, uh, within our church have seen. And, and I, we have seen, my wife and I, over the years, as we've been a part of various life groups or small groups over the years. And so when, when you do life together, you pray with one another. You believe in the name of Jesus together. And so much that you're texting back and forth and you're sharing each other's burdens so that way we're not having to, uh, having to carry those by them, uh, ourselves. And then we get to walk through miracles together. And we get to have those victories together to where you're not just doing that on your own. We get to see uh, uh, lives changed. We get to see uh, healing in, in, our, in our life groups. 
We get to see, uh, uh, you know, children who've, who've gone their own way, who uh, decided that they didn't want to follow the Lord, come back to the Lord as prodigal children. And we get to experience those together as a life group. Miracles can happen. They do. And so when, when you do life together and you pray together, those miracles, those miracles will often come. But you don't get to see much of that in just a large church setting. Sometimes, yes. In our size church, probably a little bit more than a, than a larger church. But I do know this, <clears throat> that when you do life together, and you're praying with one another, you will see more miracles. And what that does, it increases your faith to where you look and see what you as a life group did together and you prayed with one another and you believed what Jesus can do in this situation that you can celebrate together and it increases your faith together. Increases your faith together. So, Life group, characteristics. You break bread together. You hear God's word together. You're honest with one another. You're honest about your feelings. You open up. You bring the walls down. You cry together. You see miracles together. Now look at John chapter 12, verse 1 through 3. Just turn one over chapter. John chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. This is our next couple of uh, examples we see. We see this. Six days before the Passover, Jesus came to Bethany where Lazarus lived, whom Jesus had raised from the dead. Here dinner was given in Jesus' honor. Martha served while Lazarus was among those reclining at the table with him. Now just so you know this, this is right after, it's like the day after Lazarus rose from the dead. So Lazarus is like, and he's like rock star. Jesus is a rock star. I mean, we, if you know someone who was in the grave for four days and rose, or they were just dead for four days and they rose from the dead, wouldn't you want to see that? I would, right? So a lot of people are coming. Verse 3, then Mary took out a pint of pure nard, an expensive perfume. She poured it out on Jesus' feet and wiped her feet with her hair, and the house was filled with the fragrance of the perfume. <clears throat> now, this word nard, sometimes, um, sometimes referred to as spike nard, is an oil made from plants grown in northern India. Okay? Grown in northern India. Pretty far away from where they're at in Jerusalem. In an era long before trains or, or planes, this was an incredibly expensive substance because of, of the length that it took to, to travel around the world. And uh, this was valued at nearly an entire year's salary for common labor in Jerusalem. So, very, very expensive. And so this is something that, that she treasured. And it even shows that maybe, maybe Lazarus and Mary and Martha, maybe, you know, maybe they were a little bit well off, you know? I mean, they're all living together. They save money on rent. We know that for sure, okay? And so, but, but this showed that, um, that they had some things that it didn't matter what they had, <clears throat> Or how expensive it was, <clears throat> they they wanted to um, um, 
they wanted to share that and an offering of worship with, um, with Jesus. So we see this and um, this next characteristic of, of uh, a life group is that they serve together. Now earlier in the passage we read, Martha was serving in the kitchen, okay? And Martha, here's Martha again, serving in the kitchen. She's preparing, okay? And when, when we do life together, we can prepare together. We can serve one another, and we can do those things. Excuse me why my assistant helps me. Thank you. She's serving. Excuse me. So, excuse me. All right. I got I to preach this. Okay. So we serve together just like Martha did. But one thing we see this in this passage. In this passage, we see that there are really kind of three kinds of service that we see in this passage. Um, we see in uh, Martha's contribution is the most literal kind of service as she works to provide food and hospitality. So that's kind of easy to understand. She is serving. And, and just so you know this, in, in October, in November, December, you have incredible opportunities to serve our community. And to do it as a church, but as we start up some life groups, you're able to, to do some of these things together as life groups. And in fact, as we move forward in outreach and helping the community and reaching our community for Christ, we're, we want to reach people as, as life groups, not just as individuals. Okay, so in other words, we're not going to go call individuals saying, would you like to help, would you like to help? We're going to reach them through the life groups. We're going to reach out to the, those who facilitate life groups or those who host life groups. And we're going to say, hey, get your life group, group together. We have an opportunity for you to serve. In fact, there's going to be specific things that your life group can do within the community. Sharon Thompson, our outreach coordinator, she's got many great opportunities and had many more uh, as, uh, as we moved on to the next year that if you want something to do as a life group, she will find you something. I guarantee it. She will find you something to do as a life group. And when you serve together, you get closer together. You do. So we have that sort of uh, literal serving that we see in Martha. But we also uh, see Lazarus type of service is a personal testimony. So Lazarus is there and he's given a testimony. Okay? Now, we don't see Lazarus talking. We don't have words of Lazarus. But there's no way that Lazarus isn't talking about his experience. Man, I was in a grave for four days. <laughs> right? And, man, I stunk. I took, I've taken a bath, you know, and I've changed clothes. And, uh, man, let me just tell you about that experience. And he's telling people, and, and once I was, I was dead, but now I'm alive. I'm a new creation. And, and you may not have anybody in the life group that's experienced that, but you will have someone in your life group that will say, you know what? My marriage was dead, but now is alive. My finances were dead, and now is alive. I've, I, I've got a renewed life in me. Because my life group gathered around me and we prayed together and we believed in the Lord Jesus Christ and what he can do. Because he is more than able to do anything that we can imagine that, that, that he wants to do in our life. And so, 
we see this sort of personal testimony. You can serve with your testimony. There are people who need to hear your testimony of what God has done. And then we see the last one. Mary's service of pouring out the oil is a worship, is a service of worshiping sacrifice, of just pouring that out in worship and in service. So, service together. Serving together. So we see so far, a life groups, they break bread together, hear God's word together. They're honest with together, honest with one another, break down those walls, they cry together, they, they see miracles together, they serve together. And then the last uh, couple of passages of scripture, we see Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. So just turn over to Mark chapter 11, verses 1 through 3. And we see this. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethpage and Bethany at the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two of his disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and just as you enter it, you will find a colt there, uh, tied there, then one um, which no one has ever ridden. Untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you doing this, say, the Lord needs it, and we'll send it back here shortly. Now skip down to verse uh, 7. When they brought the colt to Jesus and threw their cloaks over it, he sat on it. Many people spread their cloaks on the road while others spread branches they had cut in the fields. Those who went ahead and those who had followed shouted, Hosanna, blessed is the one who comes in the name of the Lord. So we have this scene where Jesus, it's a triumphant entry, where Jesus is going through the heart of Jerusalem on a donkey and, um, and they're shouting praise, blessed be the name of the Lord. One thing you take note, where did that begin? Where did this parade begin? Bethany, the village. I, I happen to think it probably, happened, it probably started at the home of Lazarus, Martha, and Mary. And, and, and we, we don't know who all was there at that, at that uh, celebration. But I can only imagine that Mary, Martha, and, and Lazarus were, were there as it started there in their village probably at their home, and then went on down, and, and they were part of that celebration. So what does that show? A life group celebrates together. A life group celebrates together. You ever had some good news you just want to tell people? Yeah. You tell your best friend. You know, you tell your family. But we want to... At Lake Point Church, we want our life groups to be so close to you tell your life group. You tell your life group. There, there's things that you just want, you just got to tell people. You celebrate together. And so when you're part of that life group, you get that encouragement as you share good news and as you hear good news from everyone else. Now, every life group's not going to have that. Every, every time you meet, there's going to be some seasons, ups and downs. But you got to have the, the ups in order to handle the downs. And so, when you're in a life group, you celebrate together. And then last but not least, Luke chapter 24, verse 50 through 53. Luke chapter 24, verse 50 through 53, it says this. When he had led them out to the vicinity of Bethany, he lifted up his hands and blessed them. While he was blessing them, he left them and was taken up into heaven. 
Then they worshiped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy, and they stayed continually at the temple praising God. What is this? What is he talking about? He's talking about the ascension. He ascended up into heaven. And, and we see this. Where, where was it at? Where did he lead them out? Bethany, the village, his life group, the place of his life group. Not in Nazareth, where he's from. Okay, not, not in Bethlehem where he was born. Bethany, the place of his life group. And they literally, Mary, Martha, and Lazarus, among many others, but his life group, they told him goodbye. Actually, probably more see you later, but goodbye for now. A life group is a place where you say goodbyes. It is. Suzanne and I have been part of uh, churches and, and other kind of life group settings over the years. We've had to, we've had to say goodbye. Why? Because God was moving us on to different church and different seasons. But when you have the opportunity in a life group to say goodbye, it, it's more of like, it, it turns into more of like a see you later. But when you don't have a small group or when you don't have a life group, you just leave. And there's, there's something unsettling about that. When you have a life group, you say goodbye and there's closure. When you don't have a life group, you just leave. And there's nothing comforting about that. A life group helps you say goodbye. Now, obviously, we, we hope that nobody in your life group, you know, says goodbye. But we do know that God takes people on, you know, whether he moves you literally to a different, you know, area or whatever. A different season of life. But a life group helps you to say goodbye and helps you to have closure. And just, you come together and you lift up each other in prayer as people in your group sort of say goodbye. So, characteristics of a life group. You break bread together. You break bread together. You open God's word together. You hear God's word together. You're honest with one another. You let down your guard. You let down the walls. You speak what's on your heart. Even to the point to where you even cry together. You see miracles together as you pray, as you seek the Lord. You see miracles together. You serve together. You serve others. You serve, you serve one another. You serve the church. You serve the bride of Christ. You celebrate together all that God has done. And then you say goodbye together. Your life group is that place where you get to do all of that. Where's your Bethany? The place, the village outside of Jerusalem? Because you, in, in your Jerusalem of just crazy and, I mean, life's crazy. We all know that. And distractions and all this stuff. You need to get outside of that. You need to find your Bethany. 
You need to find your life group. And, and we're doing that here at Lake Point Church. So, on your chair, and for those who are watching online, we'll, we'll put a link to where you can do this online. It's a form. And we'll send this out for those who aren't here as well. But this life group, Life is Better Together, I encourage you to take some time, please, and just fill this out. You have, two, you have three options here. I would like to participate in a life group. Say, well, what is a life group like? Well, we just, we just had a whole sermon on that. Okay? So, um, now, some of you are saying, well, will I have to pray in front of a life group? No, we're not going to make you pray in front of a life group. No. But you, you have an opportunity to pray if you want. Um, we'll have to know a lot of stuff. No, you won't. Just come together. Do life. It's, it's, it's more than just studying God's word. It's doing life together. That's why it's, it, it's so much more than just a small group and a Bible study. You literally do life together. So I would like to participate in a life group. Number two, I would like to host a life group. I would like to host a life group. Some of you are in a season in your life where you have a place that you can host a life group. Where you can invite people over and, um, and you could open up your home and, and allow God's word to be. I mean, think about it. You're letting the bride of Christ into your home. You're praying together and you're reading God's word together. You're opening and you're discussing and you're doing all this stuff. The Lord's going to bless that. I firmly believe that. Not that you do it to receive the blessing, but, but you have all that happening in your house. The Lord's going to bless that. He's going to bless your home. And third thing, I would like to facilitate a life group. Now, we use the word facilitate because um, life groups can look, you can open up God's word in, in a variety of different ways. Some of you have the, are comfortable actually opening up the word of God and just reading through a, a book in the Bible, verse by verse, and going through that and talking about it and all that stuff. And we have tools that we can help you with that. And some of you are comfortable with having a, a, a design study where you, 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 everything's kind of done for you, but you kind of you, you walk through that and you study together and, and all that stuff, and you have homework and, and everything, and that's, I mean, it's just a different kind of way of doing that. Some of you have life groups where you have, a, you have a video where you have someone speak, and then you sort of just facilitate questions about that, that video. And everything's really kind of done for you. We use our Right Now Media uh, to do that. We will help you to make sure that you can pick something and that you, you know, have all the, all the technical questions answered and make sure that everything's good. But there's a wide variety of ways to do that. So if, if, you have our, if you're inclined to facilitate a life group, we'd love for you to check that box there. Now, I want to let you know, we already have some, some groups that are, that, that are meeting but we want those, even, those groups to even take on some of these other characteristics. Now, some of those are taking them. I mean, I, I, know, I know that the ladies group that um, Angie Tucker leads on Wednesday nights, um, that's in the ministry center when the youth meet there, I, some ladies come out, and some of them are crying, some of them are laughing on certain days. Some, I mean, they do life together. They celebrate together. They cry together. They let down their walls together. Okay? And the reason I see that is because I'm there. 
while we're doing, having our youth group. And if you need a place to meet, we, our, our ministry center is available. We'll give you a key, let you do that. But you have three options. I want to be in a life group. I want to host a life group. I would like to facilitate a life group. If that is you, I, w- I would love for you to, to choose at least one of those, if you could please. And then there's some other things, you know, that help us facilitate that. What are the best days meet for a life group? What is the most important uh, way to connect with your life group? And just put your, your contact information down there. But here's what I'd love for you to do. If you could, if you could just turn that in um, to our connection point area in the back, uh, in, the, in the lobby. Just, we have a connection table. Just set it there. You can even give those uh, uh, to, to my wife who's going to be out there. Um, now, if you need time to think on it and pray on it, that's fine. You could do that. You could bring it back next week, okay? Because uh, I, I totally understand that. But we, ter- Pastor Terry and I are, are at the point where we are wanting to get these life groups going. Because guess what? Our, 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 main, our main task, our main task is to make disciples who make disciples. And so, We've got to make sure that we are doing that as best as we possibly can. And the elders as well. Not just Pastor Terry now. The elders. Our elders are our pastoral leadership. They are literally ordained men in the gospel. And so we want life groups in our church. You say, oh, I'm scared about that. I'm just, it's going to be fine. Okay? Do life together. Because the only way we're going to grow as a church, the only way we're going to grow bigger is if we grow smaller. Okay? And that's just, that's just a fact. We've got to connect with one another and do that life group together. Okay? Are we good? Do we understand it? Okay? Good. All right. Um, well, I wanted to make it clear. I wanted to make it. And, and, and on Monday when I was praying to the Lord, I said, Lord, you want me to talk about life groups? So what do you want me to do? And immediately, he said, talk about Mary, Martha, and Lazarus and Jesus. That was a life group. I said, all right, I'll do it. And we did. Praise the Lord. All right, so uh, don't forget, next week, we have, the, uh, we have breakfast Sunday. And then uh, we also have the uh, quick uh, family church meeting afterwards. You don't want to miss it. We got some really cool updates uh, we want to share with you on that. And then um, a new member class. If you want to do new member class, let, uh, let Suzanne know. She'll, make you, uh, she'll have you, help you sign up for that. Also, you can let me know. And then uh, on your way out, grab um, some of the invite cards. Um, Sharon will make sure she puts one there. And uh, grab some invite cards. And then put your life group... Uh, if you're ready to turn that in, put that in uh, at the connection point. And I think we're good. You don't want to miss next week. Uh, love you guys, and we'll see y'all. Thank y'all. Bye-bye.